Hi, I'm Dan, and if you're new to homebrewing, so am I. Welcome to my adventures in homebrewing. Hey everybody, it's Dan. It's that time once more to go around the world one more time and have a beer or two along the way. Thanks a lot for uh, coming out and joining me. It's been a while since I've been on the uh, on the old podcast here. Um, I guess we need to do a little bit of catching up, but before we do that, let's get a let's get a word in from Escarpment Laboratories. So, hi, hey, it's Dan here one more time, and I'm happy to say that we are now, or should I say, my podcast is now sponsored by Escarpment Laboratories. Yeast production for the fermentation of the exceptional craft beer. Whether your kit is on the stovetop or in a commercial brew house, wholesale yeast and quality control for the profitable pro brewer. Community engagement and education for the discerning home brewery. If you are a craft brewer and you love using quality yeast, then you really do need to check out Escarpment Laboratories. Dan here one more time to say thank you to the great people over at Brewer's Friend for the fantastic offer they've just given us. For all the new users of Brewer's Friend for their first year, you're going to receive 15% off. That's 50% savings on this great piece of software. And what is Brewer's Friend? Well, Brewer's Friend is a complete recipe designer, brew day planner, and journal. The details make the difference between an average batch of homebrew and a truly ex excellent brew that is repeatable. Brewer's Friend automates the details, guides you through the brewing process, and saves all the data. And how do you get all this fun stuff? Well, once you go in and you sign in and you go to sign up for Brewer's Friend and to get that 15% savings, you need to use the promo code PODCAST. That's all you got to do when you sign up. Type in podcast for the promo code and you will get 15% off. Again, thank you to the great people at Brewer's Friend for this, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, coming back. Happy holidays to everybody. Excuse me while I turn my hearing aids down. I'm kind of deaf. Um, yeah, so happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, early Kwanzaa, and all the other fun holidays that everyone celebrates. Um, yeah, it's been about a month since uh, the last episode I put out, and uh, I guess I need to explain why. Um, as much as I enjoy doing this, uh, and I enjoy making beer, there comes a point in time when you need to take a break. And that break came for me this month, where I was feeling a little burnt out. I was having problems trying to find uh guests and topics to talk about and i don't know how many times you can can be to beat a horse about stuff that you know about but there's always something new out there that you just need to take your time to find and sometimes taking that break is what's needed so um and that's what i did i took the break i needed i'm re-inspired uh i do have a couple of guests i'm working on for uh, an upcoming episode which is going to be really really cool um and I'm going to be doing, um, I guess, a little bit of a product review um, today. So a lot of us, when we're making beers and things, we love our hops. Uh, and depending on the, uh, the style of beer, will dictate uh, what hop you use, uh, how much of it you use, and whether or not you do something that's a little bit... Um, a little new, uh, newer on the scene for home brewers anyway, which is dry hopping. So what is dry hopping? So what dry hopping is, is actually taking uh, your actual, say your hot pellets or cones or 
or your extract or whatever else it is that you're using. And during the fermentation process, add it, introducing it into the fermenter uh, or into the bright tank or however it, however it is that you do your dry hopping. A lot of people I've talked to, uh, we all agree with it needs to be in the fermenter, not the bright tank, because you want to control how much of the particulate and things like that are in that in that vessel. So it doesn't wind up going into your beer when it comes time for packaging and or bottling or whatever else it is that you do. So on a homebrew side, um, when you're doing it with, say, like a, a bucket or a carboy, you pop the airlock or pop open the actual the lid. I mean, first you're gonna spray it down with star sand. You pop it open. You put in your additions and close it up. Easy peasy. But but doing it that way, uh, you run the risk of introducing oxygen uh, to your beer, which can oxidize it and make it go bad before you even get a chance to even try it. So now there are ways to get around this. And I'm not exactly sure how to do it for a, a bucket and or a carboy. But if you're using a stainless steel fermenter, like I do, uh, you're going to have some one and a half inch uh, tri-clamp uh, tri ports on the lid or, or somewhere. So what you're going to do is that you're actually going to introduce them through that with CO2 being in there. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you just don't want to run the risk of having that chance of oxygen getting in there. So that's when this really cool device comes in handy. So I went looking for this, this piece of kit uh, for a while. I saw it through uh, Short Circuit Brewers, my, my buddy Brian, and this looks like a really cool piece of kit. So I'm, forgive me, it's a, it's a little heavy. So here we go. So this is my dry hopper. Let's move my camera my, like that. There. So this is my dry hopper. So the way it works is uh, this will sit on the lid, this manifold here, which uh, turns, okay, like that. And as you can see there, it's got a good size opening on it. Open, close, same way. So that will sit on the actual fermenter with a track clamp. Now, you're asking, well, what is all this other stuff? So with all this other stuff is, you have your sight glass or your container where you're actually going to put your hops. So what you do is you actually take off up here, the actual gas post, fill in the amount of hops you need, put the gas post back on. And as you can see, there's a PRV. Ugh. Let's see. There we go. Okay. There's a PRV right here. So with that, you're going to purge out any of the oxygen that you've introduced into your hops. So basically you're going to CO2 in, pull, release, put in, pull, release, let it in. You know the drill. So with that, once it's all done, it goes like that. Make sure there's no oxygen or CO2 in there. Drop it in goes in, close it, you're done. Oxygen-free dry hopping. Now, this is great if you have, uh, like I have a spike conical. 
And it's one of the older ones where you only have one port on the lid. Now you're wondering, what do you do if you have that? Well, if you do that, oh, put this beast down. If you only have that vessel or that type of lid, there are a couple of hacks you can do to get around that. And might not be the most, <laughs> uh, the most um, acceptable by, by the manufacturers, but this is a way to get around it. So uh, I use um, my uh, Spike Flex Plus to pressure ferment with, and I just tried it, it works great, but I needed to get a spunding valve for it. And I'll talk about that spunding valve another time. So, but I want to also dry hop while I'm also pressure fermenting. So there's, there's, there had to be a way to do it. So that's why I got the dry hopper. And now the way to get around that is, is by using this. So what this is, is just a stainless steel tea. Oh, there we go. Stainless steel tea with a 90 degree elbow. So why, why the elbow? Well, you need to have something for the splitting valve. So the spudding valve will go here, dry hopper will go here. So basically it's still gonna be a oxygen-free dry hop, but it's also a way for you to make sure that you're not screwing around with the spudding valve and anything else and losing any pressure. So what you're gonna do before you start everything up, that sits on, you attach the dry hopper, attach it, and then you attach your spudding valve and let it be. So when they want, it comes time to actually do the actual dry hopping, everything's all set up. Your valve is going to be closed, purge it, drop it. And you're not even going to affect the pressure of the actual dry, uh, oh, sorry, of the fermenter because you're going to be dry hopping while under pressure. So it's all going to be good. So that is my new kind of cool little piece of kit that I'm going to be using. Now, These are some of the things that, you know, not everyone, you don't, you don't have to have these things. I get them. Um, one, I'm a bit of a gadget geek. I admit it. I see something bright and shiny or something new. And I think, well, let's give it a try. And, and I will. And uh, that's what I go with. But um, I've been wanting to try to get into dry hopping. I've tried a couple times and failed. But this looks, after reading about it, and seeing Brian on Short Circuit Brewers talk about it, Brewers Hardware actually did a really good job at making these. It took a little bit of time because they build these to order. So yeah, it's 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 well made. It's it's honestly this looks like a really nice piece of kit. Um, the only difference is um, when you look at your tri the the tri cleanse that, that we normally use. So ones like like this one here. This one here is the one I, I have. I, I get it at my local homebrew store, which works really great with everything. And this is one of the ones I got from Brewers Hardware. For some reason, I don't know what it is, and maybe just me because I'm slow and old, but it seems not to want to fit properly on the actual fermenter uh, to the elbow and things like that. So you may want to just pay attention to things like that. Um, sometimes parts will work. Sometimes parts won't work. Uh, the clamp clamp is an easy thing to, to replace it's only five bucks so just just be known let that be known um one of the 
I guess I guess ugh, downside to this thing is it's so freaking heavy. This is easily like maybe 15, 20 pounds right here. This little piece of kit right here. So yeah, this is a significant piece of kit. So you want to make sure that when you're attaching it, it's attached properly and you're not taking any issues with it. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> so um, I am going to be working on some, some new stuff. Uh, I am going to be working on a, a new beer that I'm planning. Uh, I'm going to try and believe it or not, a maple bacon donut stout. Going to try try being the keyword. <laughs> so we're going to see how we do here. Um, uh, then we're going to do, I'm going to do some barrel aging in. Uh, I'm going to try and get, try and get my friend uh, Ryan Packmeyer uh, from Colorado to talk about uh, barrel aging. I've had him on before talking about making big beers, but he's also the guy that talked to about barrel aging. So I'm going to try and get him on to talk about barrel aging. Um, I might reach out back out to my buddy Dean and talk and uh, see what how he's going out at, uh, at the malting company. And uh, yeah, a few other things here and there. So this is relatively short. I just need to get uh, get back into the swing of things. So uh, I hope all is good, guys. And uh, it's Dan, and I'll see you on the other side.